0: This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Hi, everybody. I hope you've had a great day so far. Um, Waking up early, probably on your way to work. And today I want you to pay, pay special attention. We have a great show because we are going to be talking about heart health. And with this being February and, um, you know, Valentine's Day was last week, I think people um, kind of focus or tag the month as the heart month. So we have Dr. Al Akchar here from Carl, and he is going to help us understand um, some things about coronary artery disease and other things to do with your heart. I always like to remind everybody whenever I I talk to Carl that I am on Carl's Hoopston board, so I like to disclose like nothing funny going on here. You all know that that's a part of what we do. Um, So I I just like to throw that out there and, um, you know, we do our best to get the best information. And again, we have Dr. Al Akchar here with us this morning. Who's going to help us understand some of that. So doctor, welcome to the show. Glad to have you today.
1: Thank you, Laura. I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me on your show.
0: Well, we are looking forward to, um, you know, the the contributions that you can give us this morning, especially with heart health. You know, I think uh the older I get, I definitely know the more I pay, pay attention to it and to blood pressure and, you know, uh, rhythms and all of that type of thing. So we are glad to have you here and help explain the processes to our listening audience. So first of all, what what is coronary? Well, actually, I'm going to back up. I, I would like to know about you first of all. So if you wouldn't mind sharing, tell us a little bit about you.
1: Absolutely. So uh, my name is uh, Mohammed Alakshar. I'm actually from Michigan. And I did my most of my training in Springfield, Illinois and my advanced training in imaging. So I read cardiac CTs, cardiac MRIs, um, most of the advanced uh, imaging modalities for cardiology in UCSF at California, then decided to come back to the uh, Midwest. Um, and I joined CARL, obviously, for several reasons. One of them is their dedication for patient care and focus on making the patient the center of their, uh, message. And I have joined now Carl for close to six months or so.
0: Mm-hmm. Very good. So I, I was just thinking, so you, you didn't want all that sunshine, sunshine. So you decided you wanted back in the snow, huh? A,
1: a more honest, honest answer is a happy wife is a happy life. My wife is from Chicago and I had to come back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, uh, good. See, uh, as a part of Heart Month, I'm glad you're understanding the emotional aspect. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are very happy that you are with Carl, and we, you know, look forward to the contributions that you've already made and and that you're going to be making. So, um, let's just jump into the topic: coronary artery disease. What is it?
1: So basically, um, coronary artery disease is sort of a buildup of plaque, or sort of fatty deposits, or cholesterol along the walls of the arteries that supply the heart. This actually can start as early as um, infancy, meaning the, the buildup of cholesterol depending on risk factors, etc. And then when it gets to, to a trigger point where these blockages or accumulation of blockages and fatty deposits has caused enough of a blockage that the heart cannot handle the supply and the demand is when uh, patients start. Uh, sort of developing symptoms. Unfortunately, it's a common disease and more than 12 million Americans have coronary artery disease. And it's the number one killer for both men and women. And that's why we'd like to focus more and more on it and prevent it in any sort of fashion.
0: So doctor, as you're talking, I'm envisioning like a tube that your blood's running through. And if that tube becomes like uh, pinched or clogged, then the blood can't, Flow correctly.
1: Uh, absolutely. It's sort of small tubings across coming from the major sort of pump, which is the heart. And these small uh, tubings, as they get locked and blocked with more and fatty deposits, is where it sort of leads to damage to your heart.
0: Okay. Well, let's go ahead and take our first break and we'll come back and really jump into the jump into the subject. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Community Connection. Today we have Dr. Alak Char with us. He is from Carl, and we are talking about coronary artery disease and um, just talking about the heart and what happens. So, doctor, what are risk factors?
1: So uh, the, some of it is things we can control. Some of it is things we can't control. Fortunately, most of it is are things we can work on. The things that we cannot control is obviously a family history of coronary artery disease. So if your parents, um, if you have uh, siblings who have had coronary artery disease or had heart attacks, then that puts you at a higher risk because of the same gene pool. But things we could always control is diabetes, making sure that your blood sugars are controlled, obesity or overweight, making sure that you actually lose weight or stay at a a healthy weight range. Um, Smoking, sedentary lifestyle, high blood pressure and high
0: cholesterol doctor with the family history i i literally have always wondered wondered this because um grandparents on both sides of my family had heart issues and my father ha- has a heart issue my brother had a heart attack at like 35 um so i've always wondered how do how do genetics play into that it's just our makeup that our hearts are, our bodies are made like that
1: so it's it, uh- Coronary artery disease is sort of like similar to what we just, uh, just previously like mentioned. It's sort of a combination of risk factors that we control and uncontrolled. But it, it is, yes, there are specific gene pools that puts you at a higher risk of developing coronary artery disease early on. One of them commonly known or amongst the community is what we call familiar hyperlipidemia, meaning that you have a, a gene that's responsible for producing more cholesterol or sort of handling cholesterol in a difficult uh, sort of in a inefficient way that leads to buildup of cholesterol so the most important thing when it comes to family history is recognizing that yes as our uh, generation grows old and as we get uh, our life expectancy is going up there will be family history of coronary artery disease the more important part of it is making sure it's not premature premature is less than 55 years old of age in women and less than 45 years of age in men.
0: Hmm. So is this gene something that can be detected with a uh, blood test or how do you discover it?
1: So there's a few things that we can uh, pick up on. There's uh, the actual genetics or there's not a specific gene that puts you on, but there's genetics for uh, familiar hyperlipidemia. There's certain markers that can pick up your increased risk of heart disease, specifically uh, lipoprotein ApoA and uh, B, And uh, your, your sort of uh, lipid profile is what sort of makes you at a higher risk. So there are some sp- sp- specific screening tests. But Mm -hmm. there's no specific genetic testing that will tell you that you are at higher risk disease, except for those that are responsible for sort of high risk profile of the risk factors. So we have we have some diseases to detect diabetes, or some genes to detect diabetes, or to detect cholesterol that sort of puts you at a higher risk.
0: That's good information because, you know, um, some people don't have that family history. Some people, you know, are are adopted or fostered or, you know, they just don't have contact to know the family history. So that's good information. And, you know, um, I, I just think it's good information to help us watch and, and be, you know, because, I, and doctor, I've actually heard of people who, we fine. They haven't had any symptoms. They're they're you know living a lovely life, a, a high highly um, active lifestyle, and they have a massive heart attack.
1: And that's exactly where the the screening for the risk factors is very important. So uh, hypertension, uh, high cholesterol, um, even diabetes at early age, uh, early stages are are things that can develop and build up without you recognizing. So. We, well, we call the high blood pressure hypertension, the silent cutter, because most people who have hypertension will walk in with blood pressures of 160s, 170s, 180s without any symptoms. So making sure to get regular screening for your blood pressure, your cholesterol, and your um, uh, sort of diabetes risk or A1C is what sort of keeps uh, uh, making sure that you're not at a higher risk compared to, to average, because this thing is happens in a silent fashion until you start developing symptoms or have a heart attack.
0: Good information. And, and you actually just answered a question I've always wondered about. Every time that you uh, come into the doctor's office, they do your blood pressure. And, and I've thought, well, I'm here for... I, I think I broke my foot. Why you know? Um, so that kind of explains why that process is happening. They're watching for early signs.
1: Uh, absolutely, Laura.
0: Good information. Okay, so what are some what are the symptoms of coronary art disease artery disease?
1: So uh, sort of to to build up on what we spoke earlier, when it gets to a point where that demand and supply isn't matching, is when people start developing symptoms. Uh, unfortunately, the range can be from no symptoms to mild symptoms to severe symptoms, and especially in, in diabetic women, this tends to have, to have sort of atypical symptoms, and that's why it's always important to sort of seek medical care whenever you have symptoms, even if it's sort of atypical for a heart attack. But the most common symptoms are basically chest tightness or heaviness, pressure in the chest. Um, radiation pain or moving the pain along uh, other uh, sort of regions of your body, jaw, neck, back, arm, shoulders, um, shortness of breath. And a lot of time it's uh, sort of, I was able to do this six months ago and I'm no longer able to do it. Even if it's going up a flight of stairs, mowing your lawn, doing your basic activities, you kind of feel a sense that you're in comfort or discomfort or sort of unease When you start feeling these symptoms that whatever physical activity you're able to do now compared to six months is decreasing, then this is a sign that you probably need to see a doctor or a heart doctor.
0: Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I I think that it's typical for for people to be like, oh, that's nothing. Oh, I felt that flutter, but that's nothing. Or, oh, I'm just I haven't been exercising. I'm just going to go sit down. And I think that it's really easy for people to dismiss the symptoms.
1: Uh, Absolutely. And that's why a lot of times we we catch these things after the the harm has been done. People will have silent or sort of subtle heart attacks. And that's why it's very important for people to pay attention to how much they're able to do and if any sort of atypical symptoms arise. And historically, honestly, from my experience, is trust your wife if she's telling you you're not looking good. (laughs) something is different then you gotta you gotta trust your partner to to see your your bench of how you're performing or how you're doing Mm
0: -hmm. so dr alec char you just you've earned two points so far on this show so if you get one more you get like you go into the bonus round so we'll have to make sure we contact your wife and tell tell her that you've achieved that high mark (laughs) well let's go ahead and take our last break we'll be right back Welcome back to the final segment of Community Connection. This morning we have Dr. Al Char from Carl, and he is talking about coronary artery disease. And he's working on points um, to be able to take home to tell his wife that he's achieved that emotional <laughs> level or something. I'm not sure. You're going to win something. I'm not sure what it is. A it was
1: Valentine's bit- yesterday. i got to work on it.
0: Okay, yeah, you got to work on it, right? <laughs> so what about um, prevention and treatment? What's important?
1: So the biggest thing is the risk factors that we talked about, the high cholesterol, the blood pressure, the sedentary lifestyle, the smoking, obesity, and diabetes. These are things that we can fix, and therefore it's important to work on it. So if you have diabetes, it's important to make sure that you see your doctor or you see your endocrine specialist, your diabetes doctor, to make sure that your A1C is controlled or your blood sugar, cumulative blood sugar is controlled. If you have elevated uh, blood pressure, you have sort of the most important thing is staying in a healthy diet. So besides the medication or even initiation of medications is making sure that your total salt intake doesn't uh, sort of cross uh, 2,400 milligrams. And the weight, most of actually of our salt doesn't come from the salt shaker. It comes from canned foods and it comes from frozen foods. So if we avoid these, or if we at least use the labeling at the back to make sure that our total for the for day the day isn't crossing 2,400. And overall maintaining a diet rich in fruits, vegetables, uh, low fat, uh, and uh, less saturated uh, total fats.
0: Mm-hmm. So doctor, how does the salt actually affect it? Does salt like cause plaque or how, how does salt affect it?
1: So the way you can, uh, the way to best sort of describe this is salt, kind. Uh, water follows follow salt. So if we have more salt in our body, the the body retains more water. And then what happens is because of this increase in salt and increase in water, the pressure within our pumps or our pipes, sorry, is higher than usual. And you can imagine if you have a uh, a, a pipe that's flowing at a low pressure versus at a high pressure over time, that high pressure is damaging the inner side or inner inner rear of the of the pipes, which is uh, causing damage, or more likely that this damage will start accumulating cholesterol, accumulating plaque, accumulating clots, and then eventually leading to a uh, heart attack.
0: Good information. And so the same question with smoking. How does smoking actually like what's the physics of how that affects the heart?
1: So a few things, besides all of the bad things across the body of smoking, the the from a heart standpoint, it's it's several things. One is there's a lot of toxins and chemicals, both identified and not identified yet, that would lead to the damage of the inner layer, which is the most sort of important protective layer of that wall of the blood vessel so if you imagine that it's sort of a wrapping or a covering inside that pipe and if you damage it then everything can get inside so the cholesterol the toxins everything so the smoking itself can from these chemicals cause this damage and then there's indirect uh sort of effects so smoking can raise your uh, blood pressure every time you sort of smoke usually the, uh, habits that involve smoking also have sort of you're also doing another negative habit at the same uh, time whether you're um, sort of eating something with it or uh, drinking a beverage that's high in blood sugars or uh, sorry triggers that usually that combination is what leads to the damage from the smoking.
0: Mm-hmm. And so doctor um, at what point if we if we are having a heart incident at what point is it an emergency? So if I, if I just got done more in the lawn and I'm having those heart pains, is is that the point?
1: Yes. So if at any point you feel something new or different that you have not felt and that pain is constant or that sensation is constant, even if it's new, then my advice would go to the ER. Most of the time, uh, a lot of our patients sort of downplay their uh, symptoms and they have concern that, oh, this will go away. And a lot of time the presentation is late. So the damage is already done. When, when a full blown heart attack happens, it's basically you cut off the, the piping and it's complete lack of blood supply for minutes, hours. And it only takes actually a couple of minutes for the, for the heart muscle to start be, getting damaged, whether temporary or permanent. So whatever your symptom is that from what we described, if you start experiencing this or you get a sensation that it's sort of new to you, then it's very important to seek uh, hard care. Uh, A lot of times this can be done over if you call your physician or you feel that this is non-emergent, then your physician can guide you. Or if you feel that or if it's after hours or you feel that this is something sort of totally different, then the the safest thing is to go to to an urgent care or or your ER area.
0: Okay, good information. Well, we thank you so much for being with us today. Um, I don't want to end the show without giving you the opportunity to earn that third point. So um, what would you like to say to your beautiful bride? Let's just get your points that way.
1: Okay, perfect. <laughs> so <laughs> I've actually been married uh, for 10 years. My wife is a physician. She's an endocrinologist. So she, she does the control of the or prevention of the risk factors with the diabetes And I don't think I would have accomplished what I've accomplished today without uh, her help and support throughout these years that we've been married.
0: Awesome. And so we're going to make sure that she hears this. I'm going to make sure you have the link so you can send it to her. And you've earned your points today. So thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you, Dr. Alec Char. And, um, you know, with all kidding aside, thank you for educating us on coronary artery disease, you know, I, I think that people can be too dismissive of it. So thank you for bringing it to our attention this morning.
1: Thank you so much for for having me and I really appreciate the opportunity. Have a great rest of the day, day.
0: Thank you. You too, audience, we'll be back in the morning. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.